This is the podcast for the journal Neuropsychopharmacology. I'm Cynthia Graber. One method of treating post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, involves extinction therapy. But researchers have found that the timing of such therapy is extremely important and that it often doesn't work if the therapy is conducted too soon after the initial trauma. Stress itself may be harming the efficacy of the treatment. So a team of researchers at Texas A&M University conducted research to determine whether there was a way to dampen stress and make extinction therapy more effective by using pharmaceuticals. They conducted a study on rats, in which the rats were exposed to a trauma and then received the FDA-approved drug propranolol directly to their brain to either the prefrontal cortex or the basal lateral complex of the amygdala at different times, as both have been implicated in trauma and in response to extinction therapy. Some rats received no drugs. The researchers published the results in a recent issue of the journal Neuropsychopharmacology. Stephen Marin, professor of psychology at Texas A&M University, was the senior author on the paper. Tom Justino is a graduate student at Texas A&M and is the first author, and he says they were trying to dampen the stress hormone norepinephrine. And the goal here was to see if dampening norepinephrine would produce successful long-term learning. So normally under these circumstances, for example, in the vehicle animals, that do not receive drug, you'll see increased freezing response upon test two days later in the drug-free state. And we were able to effectively block that selectively with drug manipulations in the amygdala, but not the medial prefrontal cortex. Steve, turning to you, does this tell us anything new about brain function and stress and extinction therapy? Yeah, so the uh, surprising outcome actually was that the critical locus in the brain for the beneficial effect of propranolol on this extinction learning process was in the amygdala, not in the prefrontal cortex. Uh, we had originally shown in another study that um, neural activity in the prefrontal cortex was changed by stress, and that prefrontal cortical change was mitigated by the drug treatment, which was a systemic drug treatment in that study. The animals had a, a full-body propranolol manipulation, essentially. And in this study, we've now shown that, to our surprise, the propranolol effect occurred after injection into the amygdala. Now, there is some precedent for appreciating the role of the amygdala and noradrenergic transmission in the amygdala in stress and learning and memory, but this really points to the potential for an interaction between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex in this process that wasn't previously uh, understood. So I'd say that that's a, an important observation that we've made in this work. And Tom, was there anything about the research outcomes that were surprising to you? So we ran immediate extinction and delayed extinction procedures, which only differ in terms of the timing of extinction learning relative to conditioning. So immediate extinction occurs within 20 to 30 minutes after conditioning, whereas delayed extinction occurs 24 hours later. And one expectation that I had was that propranolol delivered into the medial prefrontal cortex would possibly impair delayed extinction. And we didn't see that effect. It's possible because here we only tested one concentration of drug. We purposefully chose what we thought were optimized concentrations of drug, but that was something that was a, a tad surprising to me. One of the challenges here, and Tom was alluding to it, is that under some conditions, propranolol, whether delivered systemically or intracranially into the brain, 
um, can cause impairments in this learning process that we are in fact trying to facilitate. So the complicated underlying biology of the system is that it's not static. It's a, a moving target, if you will. And you really need to have, I think, for these uh, drug therapies to be effective, sort of a precision and individualized medicine where you would know where someone's endogenous uh, norepinephrine levels were so that you didn't dampen them if they were already low um, or exacerbate them if they were high. And um, it's not unlike any other sort of therapy, like for cholesterol, you only treat someone for high cholesterol if their blood cholesterol falls into some certain high range, but you wouldn't treat it if it were already low. So you have to, I think in order for this to be effective, really know where someone is at on this sort of stress noradrenergic hyperarousal spectrum. And so you're saying that if you dampen it too much, that could prevent the extinction from working. Exactly. We're trying to find the, the sweet spot or the optimal spot that promotes learning because norepinephrine has been shown to be important for learning, but following a classically inverted U function that many molecules and drugs follow in the, the brain and body, you need to kind of find the sweet spot. Now, the drug itself used in the study has been demonstrated to be safe. So would a human trial be the next step for the research? So there actually have been some human trials with propranolol um, for PTSD. Much of that work has been done, though, without um, a behavioral intervention delivered along with the pharmacological treatment. So, for instance, patients have been recruited that have had uh, recent automobile accidents and then just given oral propranolol and followed up at some time later to see whether they had developed PTSD as a function of the motor vehicle accident. Um, we would argue that based on the animal work that we've done, that you really need to combine propranolol with therapeutic interventions like exposure therapy, behavioral cognitive therapies. So you want to be, try to dampen the, their stress levels and then deliver the therapy for this to work. So the next steps might be to arrange a clinical trial of, of that sort. We don't work with human patients, and so this might be something that would emerge as a collaboration with another group. Obviously, PTSD is a huge issue today. How would you place your findings in the overall picture of what's going on in the field? There's only two FDA-approved drugs for the treatment of PTSD. And if you search the existing literature, you can find a number of reviews suggesting that they are not exactly efficacious. They don't work very well in most situations. So I think this is a really important finding, what we've shown in the lab, um, in animal models anyways, to show that a FDA-approved drug that is well-tolerated and has minimal side effects can possibly go a long way if used correctly. And one factor that we're considering in our work that hasn't been considered in other work that people have done with propranolol is the timing of administration. The success of extinction learning is dependent on its timing relative to trauma. And similarly, the effects of propranolol may be dependent on their timing of administration when paired with therapy. I mean, I think this is really critical work, um, particularly in a climate where pharmaceutical companies are pulling back on psychiatric drug development um, in a major way. So many drug companies have entirely closed their psychiatric drug development divisions because the brain is super complicated. So this kind of work actually takes advantage of known effective 
behavioral therapies, modeling them in animals, and then using empirical work on neurotransmitter systems and drugs that operate on those systems that are already well characterized and uh, compounds that are safe to administer in people to try to um, optimize the behavioral outcomes following extinction-like therapies. So I think it's a really important area which would be completely ignored by pharmaceutical companies because there's no money to be made in taking uh, existing drugs off the shelf and repurposing them. But in fact, if one could find an effective strategy using this approach, it could really help a lot of people. This is the podcast for the journal Neuropsychopharmacology. To read the paper, Beta Adrenoceptor Blockade in the Basolateral Amygdala, but not the Medial Prefrontal Cortex, Rescues the Immediate Extinction Deficit, go to www.nature.com NPP. I'm Cynthia Graber.